Welcome everybody to Truth Unbound. I'm your host, Walter Swaim, and I'm here with my friend and director of the Community Pregnancy Center here in Pasadena, Texas, Bobby Zaminer. So we have been planning on this for a while, finally getting it done. And uh, I'm here actually at the Community Pregnancy Center and uh, our church, uh, the church I pastor, we're involved uh, in the ministry here at times and helping with items that are needed. And uh, we're just uh, excited about having the opportunity uh, on the podcast. And uh, I will leave a link in the description to a couple of podcasts that we've done previously on the issue of abortion itself. So this podcast is not really about uh, discussing points for or against abortion itself, but about the issues that arise uh, more functionally as a result especially of the Supreme Court decision. Uh, and previous to that, what was uh, famously called the Texas Heartbeat Law. Uh, so anyway, well, welcome, Bobby. I'm Thank glad. you. <laughs> I'm very excited to finally be here. Yes. Well, we're here. But... Yes. So are, do you speak Spanish too? Because no, we can do I, this in Spanish. No. no? I, <laughs> One I, language I, and enough is, yeah, exactly. is enough. One language I, at a time. I had enough trouble with the English. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Agreed. So anyway, so let me start off. First of all, let's get right to it. Um, uh, first of all, tell us about um, the story of Community Pregnancy Center itself. Uh, you know, how was it? Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? Where, how did it arrive here in our community and in what it does? Uh, and then how you came to be director here as well. Talk and okay. let us know. Community Pregnancy Center has been in the community. We've been here for 39 years this fall. I didn't realize it was yes. that long. We were one of the very first pregnancy centers oh, wow. in Southeast Houston. Oh, wow. And people, okay. people came a long way for, their, for a free pregnancy test. That would have to make it one of the first in Texas? Yes. Yes. Oh my word, I it didn't was. realize that. Yeah. Okay. We've been around a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, established by a church group, a group, a small group from a church got together and they were, they were concerned at 39 years, they were all, we were already seeing some, mm -hmm. some destruction and mm. to hearts and lives of women who were having abortions. Right. And so they were seeing that and they wanted a, something else for women. Mm -hmm. And so they created Community Pregnancy Center, which would be a safe place to come in, talk through your issues. 39 years ago, have a free pregnancy test because wow. you could only get them from the drugstore and they cost Twenty-five dollars, hmm. and but you could have a free pregnancy test, mm -hmm. and then you could talk through those things that the that were those struggles right mm -hmm. then. Why why were you considering abortion, and why could you make another choice? Wow! So that was the beginning of Community Pregnancy Center. Okay. And and at that point, even still back then that everyone would get the opportunity to know Jesus. Right, right. That was hugely important. Right, the gospel And it has always been, yeah. it has always been front and center for us. So I've been here for 12, 12 years, 
and we are we're seeing about we're we're doing eight about 800 pregnancy tests every year mm-hmm. and that's been holding steady for a while now okay and we do we have added of course free ultrasounds to the right. things that we do right now right and and our goal is every single one of our clients will hear the gospel message before they leave the wow. center wow okay um, in fact, that leads me to the next question, which is, um, what would be a young lady walks in, and I would mm-hmm. assume the majority of them are very young. Mm-hmm. You know. um, have you ever had any though that have, that are married and yes. a little more older and walk in and go, yes. oh my gosh, I can't let this happen. In my yes, life. exactly. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact, when we chose to stay open during COVID. Uh, the very, I think it was the very first client we saw, like during quarantine, right. they, um, they were in a panic, came in for their pregnancy test. They, and they were actually at that point, they weren't in a panic. They were married. They had been planning this baby. They were very excited to be pregnant Okay. and had their pregnancy test, got their confirmation. And we sent them home to come back for their ultrasound at two, like the next week, they uh-huh. were going to come back and do their ultrasound. Right. Uh, sorry, I had to think and make sure I had that story right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling them the right story. Yeah. But when she got back the next week, uh-huh. to, she her demeanor had completely changed. Her husband was not with her, uh-huh. and when she went in with into the uh, in for the ultrasound, she said to the nurse. I think we've decided I have to have an abortion. Mm. And of course, they were thrilled last week. And so, you know, the, the question is why? And they were so afraid of COVID and there was so much misinformation out there yeah. that they had gone from thrilled to, to frightened. And we just, we can't have this baby right now. It's not a good time. Which... Of course, that's not the exact same issue we see, but we do see that quite a bit, where on a dime, situations and circumstances can change. Their whole demeanor will change yeah. over what, and wow. Yes. Okay, so then interesting, very interesting, because mm-hmm. um, I never, I always wondered, uh, you know, if you had a situation from a married situation. Yes, Let's say the absolutely. typical young lady walks in, uh, you know, nervous about the whole situation, decides to come here. Walk us through the process of working, mm-hmm, serving, mm-hmm. ministering to her in this way. Everything we do is free and confidential. Right. So that, you know, that's that's the first thing, and that's kind of written and posted everywhere. Right. Um, but so there is some paperwork she fills out, mm-hmm. and and that goes, and that's just, demographic information to find out who she is right she meets with a client advocate now our client advocates have they're all volunteers mm-hmm. almost everyone at the center is volunteering right they've gone through your training and and, and they have and we have a really really good client advocate training in fact hmm. i had years ago i had a lady who went through the training and she said i learned more in this class than I learned getting four four years of a social services degree. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> we, yeah. We, it's wow. Very, what we do, we take very, very seriously. And we want each girl who walks into the center right. to, to feel cared for, to feel heard, to, to feel loved. And to just, and, but and also then. They're getting correct and they're informed well. And Who's talking yes. to them is, yes, knows exactly. what they're talking about. Thank you. Right. So she meets with her client advocate then, and we schedule those appointments an hour apart. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it'll take about 45 minutes to walk, to do the pregnancy test. Okay. Kind of walk through what's going on in your world, what happens. We are always going to invite that girl back by herself and we leave mom sitting out in the waiting room when um, we first okay. started or her boyfriend or her husband. Mm -hmm. She always comes in on her by herself so that she has an opportunity to share her story. Mm. No one's listening, no one's judging, and no one is chiming in to say, well, that's Leading not exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, like what happens exactly. otherwise, yeah. And so we mm. have had to have some discussions with moms because wh why are you taking my daughter and why can't I go back there with her? Mm. And so we explained, we've just got some things we need to go through before and we're gonna come get her before anything important happens. Right. So we go through that. Right. And we do the pregnancy test. 12 years ago when I got here, uh -huh. most of the work we did was called proof of pregnancy. It was done for Medicaid and, uh -huh. and we work in conjunction with the Medicaid office, getting, uh -huh. them, getting them the information, actually getting the girls the information they need to turn into Medicaid to get their, to get Medicaid dollars. Right. That was most of what we did 12 years ago. And and we have switched that we our advertising is now it's a little more edgy and it's mm -hmm. focused more on those those young girls mm -hmm. that are making decisions and mm -hmm. don't know where to turn nobody's ever heard of community pregnancy center we are the best kept secret in Pasadena yeah, exactly. is what we tell everyone. We, we really want this to get out and use this medium to do so. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're doing some advertising that targets that particular market. Mm -hmm. So we are now about 30% of our clients are considering abortion. How many? 30%. Okay. So wow. one, one third of our clients are... In, in one form or fashion, mm -hmm. they are considering abortion. Already. And so we, right. we walk through that so the with other, them. Excuse yeah. me. So the other 70%, they're coming in. I, look, I, I, I don't want to have an abortion. I just don't know what to do. Is that yes. it? What's that? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and, so, and they still have a lot of questions. Right. And they don't know where to go. And they don't. Okay. And we have. We, we insist, mm. we the staff... And the board of directors, we insist that everything we do is medically accurate mm -hmm. and accurate and accurate. We we don't lie in that office, and we right. the client here the client hears the truth, and so she so she learns all the things that she needs to know to make the best informed decision when she walks out of our building. Okay. 
So she says, all right, I've decided I do want to keep the baby. I was leaning toward abortion, but I, you know, uh, what do I do? What do you do next with them? I know there's a Do you want to process. talk about, do you want to talk about her first? Or do you want to talk about the girl who says, uh, I don't know. Oh, I please don't start know. there then. Yeah. And, and then the other lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go back yeah, to the happy that one side. I, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That yeah. girl with the heartbeat bill which I'll just throw out there really, really fast. Yeah, September, I was going to ask you about it. Yeah, September please 1st, um, the state of Texas said that once a heartbeat could be detected, and then in parentheses, the average of six weeks, uh, abortions can no longer be performed. Mm -hmm. So September 1st, our clients were, and the number jumped from 30%, our clients were in a panic. I have to find out if I have a heartbeat. I have to find out if I'm pregnant. You have to tell me right now because we got to get this done before there's a heartbeat. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh -huh. panic. And so we had to adjust. Usually, we do our ultrasounds at eight weeks, Walter. And that is mm. so, you see those that little gummy bear floating around those cute little babies and they have a face and they have some arms and they have some legs and they're just wonderful yeah and you can hear the heartbeat it's clear and it's loud and it's different from moms and so it's easy to tell it apart mm. and you see that baby at eight weeks and it's hard to not believe you're pregnant uh. with a life and it's really hard to not start to fall in love with that little nugget. Right. <laughs> and so, it is the size of a nugget. Yeah. That little and guy or girl. So, September 1, we're doing ultrasounds as soon and as early as we can. And they're oh, okay. not seeing beautiful, fun babies. But, gotcha. step two, then we go to, in at the end of June, we, uh, the Supreme Court, Reverse. They made their decision on Dobbs and said Roe v. Wade out the window. It does not give any of us the constitutional, constitutional right, right Didn't say to have an abortion. abortion. Right. Exactly. It's not a constitutional exactly. right. Exactly. But it's not a which right. Which is misinformation. Yes. It's used a lot out there. And yeah. so at that point, hmm. Texas, the state of Texas, went uh, immediately, no abortions will be allowed in the state of Texas. Right. And so we stopped doing abortions that day. And so now any girl that's going to have an abortion has to leave the state. And so she has some time. And most other states that she's going to go to, their choice is, you know, they're, they're doing abortions, you know, in the long term. They're not doing heartbeat bills and things like that. So we're saying you've got 12, 13, 14 weeks to make a decision. And you gotta buy, sometimes you gotta buy plane tickets because Louisiana is not a choice. Oh, really? Louisiana okay. because... is, is not doing abortions. Right. I did not know that they, that they had that bill ready to kick in, but yeah, they do and they they're not doing them. And Oklahoma has stopped doing abortions. Right. And so we think the closest place you can go is New Mexico. 
So wow. that's yeah, a pretty good trip. So, yeah. you know, yeah, you need costly. to do some planning. So hmm. we see her at about six weeks. We do that pregnancy test. We talk through all the issues, all, all the things that are going on in your life that are, are making you uncomfortable with being pregnant. And then we send you home. And we bring you back at eight weeks. Uh, and there is some conversations that go around that, you know, mm -hmm. the schedule and the schedule is booked. We have a very tight schedule, but the schedule is booked and we really want to give you some time to process all of this. Mm -hmm. And so it would you consider coming back? Mm -hmm. Well, and they can't go anywhere easy. So, yes, they can always they'll consider coming back. So they come mm -hmm. back at eight weeks. They see that little gummy bear baby mm -hmm. and they hear that heartbeat mm -hmm. and they can see that the decision they are making is not as easy as they thought it was. Right. And so in the center, in our center, 92% of the girls who see their baby on the ultrasound mm -hmm. will choose life. Oh, wow. Say that again. 92%, 92%. Okay. of the girls. I Great. think the average is 88% oh, okay. that see their baby and hear the heartbeat. But we've mm. got some amazing, uh, some amazing client advocates and some amazing nurses in the center. Wow. And we're at 92%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, and here's the point. And the only more controversial thing, it's not really... But is this, is that when you hear the information, this has become very popular in recent years, especially the last two to five years, and what I'm seeing out there is that, well, you are pro-birth, uh, you know, you're pro-life, but you're not pro, was it pro-birth? Pro-birth. But, but not... You're not pro-mom. No, pro-mom, right. In other words, you just want the baby born and that's all you care mm -hmm. about and mm -hmm. the rest is up to them. Mm-hmm. This is one reason I want to do this podcast so you could see on the inside of this that that's not true. Plus, there's what 2,700 plus pregnancy centers across the U.S. Yes, which is almost triple or more of any of any abortion, of abortion clinic. clinics. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So that alone, that statistic alone, you know, nullifies that argument. But to see again on the inside here. That there, it's the pregnancy center, and then individuals and churches and organizations that back that, and uh, this has been around, as you've heard, for some almost forty years now. So uh, that's that's big misinformation, better known as yeah. a lie. So, <laughs> so you can see that there's a process, there's a ministry. It's it's we will walk through this with you, uh, and it's being done across the country, and this is one of the best right here. So. So she decides she's going to carry her. That girl who's not unhappy. She just needed her proof of pregnancy. She needed to talk through what was going on. Mm -hmm. That girl then learns about our point to success classes. Right. Yes. Uh, and I remember you telling those, me about that before. Those are parenting life skills. We've got some prenatal classes. We have worked on how do you write your resume? How do you go on a job interview? Mm -hmm. But most importantly, how do you be the best mom you can be? Mm -hmm. And we invite her to bring the most important person with her. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's the dad. Sometimes that's mom. Sometimes it's just a sister. Okay. But they can bring a friend with them. So 
everyone so then people are involved in that right. learning process right um we're mm -hmm. using we're using an amazing program and right now one of the classes that we're doing is shame free parenting without shame and it's a six hmm. six week class and it is it talks about we parent the way we were taught to parent and we were parent parented we parent like we were parented mm -hmm. and that a lot of us in fact i just when we started this lesson one one of their homeworks was to answer answer questions and one of the questions was how were you raised and when i looked through those one of those girls had written on on her her answer to that was that she was belittled she was told she was stupid she was worthless she mm. couldn't do anything right and I, I was i was just almost in tears because she's carrying so much baggage with her mm -hmm. and not all of our clients are carrying that baggage but some of them are just so broken and that's what i love about point to success the best is they're here and they're learning and they're hearing they've got some role models they've mm -hmm. got christian women who are volunteering here Okay. and praying with them and praying for them and helping them out right and and they are learning that they do have value mm -hmm. and that they are not worthless and they can be a good mom yeah because you know what it's not just about having a baby it's about creating it's about having that baby creating a family and and being a strong and healthy family and that's that's really kind of the most important thing that we do here at this at the center mm -hmm. is we want to be building families right. jesus very important always at the forefront right that ultrasound very very important right but if we can't help her and give her the tools to make a family yeah what 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 is what is she going to do yeah wow well let me ask you this do you find has there been because i seem to remember you saying this a while back um that there's young men yes who also come in yes not because they're pregnant but <laughs> but they are with who Be they've had this yeah exactly. this pregnancy with mm -hmm. so it's um uh, what what tell me about that tell us about that and why they, is that why do they come in and, and well and and they come in because because their girlfriend says I think I'm pregnant and now what do you what are you gonna do what is your role okay what is your responsibility and so they ride along and I, I would say he comes along because they're in love and they're gonna have a relationship forever but and I'm smiling, and I don't yeah. mean to be laughing. No, I know what you but mean. But so often, you can tell when they come through that door, it just gets cold because they've had a fight in the car or they're arguing. And, you know, so it's mm. not always the perfect, perfect relationship. Right. And, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, there's hormones going on and there's fear. 
Yeah. How are we going to tell my mom? Why do you, what do you mean you told your mom? I haven't told my mom yet. Holy cow. And so there's a lot going into that dynamic. That's why that little girl comes in the room all by herself. Right. So she can say that and she can dump all of that. And then we will go get her, him, and he can come in for the pregnancy test and mm -hmm. then walking through. And then we, as a couple, we will walk through with them what the information that they know, mm -hmm. the information they need to make the best decision they can. But sometimes those, those young men are sitting out in that waiting room while she's in mm -hmm. here being, getting, you know, with her client advocate. And you can just see, I, I one time was sitting in my office and I felt like God said, you need to go to work. And of course I said, I was at work and I was busy. <laughs> and he said, no, this is not your job. And so I walked, no, I didn't hear him say that. But yeah, but he, that's yeah, you know. the inference, yeah, yeah. And so I got up and I walked out and there in the waiting room was a young man all by himself. No one else was there. And I sat down and I said, it's pretty scary, isn't it? And he said, yeah, it is. And a tear rolled down his cheek. And he said, she's in there telling them she wants an abortion. And that's not what I want her to do. Okay. So you often get the picture that it's always the other way. Yeah. And that is, the, it is not always the other way. Hmm. And some, some of these young men are really struggling. They're really struggling with, and my counsel to them, my counsel to anyone who's listening here, yes. is tell her how you feel. You know, men are so good about saying, I'll support you in anything that you say because I love you. That's not what she wants to hear. She mm -hmm. wants your opinion, please. Tell her how you feel. And I know sometimes that's going to backfire on me because he yeah. wants, but, yeah. but they still need to have an open dialogue. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of those guys out there, really abortion is not their first choice. Right. They just don't know what to do yeah. because they do have college in their plans and their parents aren't going to be thrilled. And they need exactly the same options, mm -hmm. assistance that these girls need. Mm -hmm. And they need to know they're loved and cared for. Wow. Now, one of the things that goes with that mm -hmm. is men's ministry. Right. And it's a huge need. It has always been a need and a prayer for me that we've got to take care of these young men. We've got to help them mm. and but I know it's hard you know first of all you know a lot of our men are out working you know a lot yeah. of our Christian men who support the ministry they're out there right. working so right. they can't be here from 10 to 2 right and um, you know some of them are available and they can be here but oh you know it's a little scary yeah. It's a little, and we all know that men don't show their feelings quite the same way as girls do. Right. And so it's a little bit harder. Right. But, but there is still a need. 
Yes. And okay. now, and the and the other half, really, the other half that goes with that is post COVID. Oh my gosh, COVID is so screwed up. Everything, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But post COVID, the guys are not coming with these with their girlfriends. She's coming by herself. Why would that be? And I, before and after I, the COVID. I, I, I think we got so used to don't bring anyone with you uh, that nobody brings anyone with you. Here it's them. encouraged. Yeah. And here, yeah, it is Especially encouraged. Now. Yeah. And my goodness. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I hope that That's gives you think. a picture here that, again, there's so much more. It's not just coming in, getting an ultrasound, they try to convince you to keep your baby. It's, it's, it's a process, and, and they'll walk you through it and with you, even the man that's involved here. And so uh, this, is, this is amazing. It's been more educational even to me, and I've been familiar with this for years, but to hear you tell it in more detail like that has been even more enlightening and more appreciative of what you all do. We will be putting in the description a phone number of the Community Pregnancy Center here at uh, the, the base of the picture here, uh, but also we'll have uh, more information in the description of this podcast, okay? So you'll, you'll have more that you can, if not for you, but that you can disseminate to others who could use this information and be able to uh, have com Community Pregnancy Center help them as well. So just to close mm -hmm. this out, do you have, uh, kind of put you on the spot, if we need to take a pause for a second and start back up, that's all right. Uh, is there a single story of someone that stands out to you that you could tell? Yes. Okay. I don't even have to pause. I won't pause then. <laughs> it was one of my personal clients. I met with her, because as the executive director, I don't get to meet with clients very often. Right. This was someone that I met with. And she came in, she actually had her abortion scheduled for Monday. And it was, which means it was Thursday afternoon because we do testing Monday through Thursday. So it was Thursday afternoon. I was actually holding my purse ready to go home when she came through the door and she said, I have my abortion scheduled for Monday. What are you gonna do about it? Oh, just like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'll take a challenge. Yeah. So I, I put my purse down and we sat down and we talked. I actually never even did a pregnancy test on her. Oh. And I, we just sat uh -huh. and talked for hours. Oh, wow. Hours. Because this, this, this young lady, my goodness, what a story she had. So she was having an abortion because when she told work she was pregnant, she would be fired. When she told her boyfriend that she was pregnant, he would throw her out. And they have a dog and he would keep her dog. She wouldn't, so she would lose custody of her dog. When she didn't have a car, when she didn't have a job, she wouldn't be able to make her car payment. And so she, her car was going to be repossessed. And she had been to numerous places throughout the day. And there, she had been through to numerous places, pregnancy centers. She was at Catholic Charities. She was at just about every um, food pantry help center she could get a hold of. Mm -hmm. And she said, I, I'm having an abortion. 
and they said, don't, no, no, don't do that, don't do that. You, you know, you have to, we, you have to have this baby. Mm-hmm. And they made all kinds of promises to her about how they would help her if she chose to carry this baby. Mm-hmm. And I was her last stop of the day. And I said, you know what? I can't make any promises to you. We don't have money, so I can't pay your rent. But we, but we are here. I will walk this path with you. And she, well, yeah, but what does that mean? Because I'm going to be, I know I'm going to be evicted. And well, you know, we can help you, you know, we can help with housing. We can look for, you know, you and I will sit down and we will see, we will do our best to find housing for you. Well, what about my dog? And so we went through every one of those things Mm -hmm. and we just kept going through and going through and I will promise and we will come through with diapers for any girl who decides to carry her baby Mm -hmm. back in the days when this was it was forever we would keep you in diapers and Mm. then I learned that babies are wearing diapers a really long time and so I kind of had to cut that down Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because we were going broke buying diapers for four years yes but I will keep your baby in diapers Mm -hmm. Uh, we will keep your baby in clothes. I have clothes, and they can be nice clothes. You know, you don't have to buy any clothes. I can't give you money. I can't give you an apartment. But yeah. I, and so, uh, and she and we kept going in this circle. I, you know, I want to be there for. I will walk this path with you. And quite frankly, I said to her, and this is the truth. If you choose to terminate this pregnancy, we will be there to walk with you through that recovery. Mm-hmm. We're not going. To, we're not going to the abortion. Please don't think that. Right. But we are there for abortion recovery, and it is biblically based. Yes. And we will walk that path with you. So we went around and around, and I finally did say to her, "Okay, look." We've been going around and around for a long time, and we're just covering the same, it's a circle. And so I think I need to go ahead and, you know, just cut this conversation off. And so, Mm -hmm. so she's going to leave. And, um, and I, one of the reasons I knew we needed to cut it off and we'd been very long is the phone was ringing. And I knew it was my husband oh. saying, we <laughs> have dinner you? plans. Where are, <laughs> Where are you? you? Yeah. So I'm walking her to the door and I said, I just want you to know I will pray for you. Hmm. Oh my gosh. She was very angry at God. And oh, so then wow. we started all over oh, my. Okay. about what a horrible person I would to even and no I'm not a horrible and so then we walked that whole path so and dinner came and went dinner came and went exactly <laughs> Sorry, morning honey. morning came no yeah, really right, wasn't, right. but it felt <laughs> Almost, like it yeah. so I finally did get her on her way and I remember all the way home just crying and calling out to God because yeah. I knew that baby was lost and there was nothing I could do 
and that baby was gone. And, well, would be Monday mm -hmm. morning. And so I, I said to God, I did everything I could do, and I, I think I spoke your, your words and your truth. Now it is up to you, make a miracle happen. Eight months go by. Oh, wow. And I'm Silence. standing in yeah. the office, and somebody comes through the door, and it was just the right time of day where the sun was shining, and you know, you can't see people. Yeah. So you all you can see is yeah. this black figure, and so I see this black figure, and it's coming towards me, and I can see the black figure is pregnant, and then she finally gets to the point where her face starts to come in, and she said, do you know who I am? And I did. She had carried that baby. And she had chosen to give that baby life. Wow. Now, sad part of that story is, she said, everything I predicted to you came true. My boyfriend left me. Oh, wow. No house, no job. And she said, and I went to all those people who promised to help me, and they had nothing for me. And I said, I am so sorry. And I hugged her. I didn't offer to pray for her. I prayed silently for yeah, her. Yeah, of course. But um, I just hugged her and I said, okay, let's sit down and talk about what can we do next. And so we did the car seat and the diapers and the clothes. And we couldn't give her money and we couldn't make her life perfect. Mm -hmm. But we could love her. Yeah. And God performed a miracle that wow. weekend. Oh, wow. Wow. That's why I do this. Yeah. So those girls wow. know they have options and there is a truth out there. And God does miracles. Yeah, he does. It was wow. a long story. Yeah. But if you need to know... Is God alive and well and mm. ruling on the throne? That's the story that proves it. Yeah. So sorry, you probably didn't need that no. story, <laughs> but that's always the one that comes to mind because I, what, I just wept. Wow. And you know, God held me, and He took care of it. He did. Yeah. Hmm. Can you top that? No. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> If you're watching this on YouTube, you can click on like, hit all notifications, and that uh, continues to expand the family of Truth Unbound and hear this podcast, hear others, uh, also to follow us on uh, podcast apps, and then also to uh, share this with everyone you can. That concludes it for today. We'll see you again next time. And as I say at the end of every podcast, remember to follow Jesus, because when you follow Jesus, you always follow the truth. Till next time. Amen.